Well, there was a time during the season when we didn't think we'd get to this point, isn't it, boys? This second or the last round of footy, we've survived COVID, we've survived hubs, we've survived everything. And against the odds, we are going into round 18 of a shortened season. The final, we've got a week off. The finals, Nathan Brown, Matthew Richardson. G'day, Very Harry. happy to have Richo in the studio. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, you had the COVID scare. You I had did. A, yeah, how right. did you feel? Were you angry? Uh, did you leave the house? Now, be honest. No, I didn't leave the house. You wouldn't leave the house. I had to be well, isolated for five days. Know. From Monday. You would leave the house. You would. You wouldn't you, do the At right no thing. stage of this whole COVID process, despite being richly rewarded through a number of grants mm. and extra jobs. Has Nathan <laughs> Brown taken COVID seriously? No, he doesn't. That's, that's how Remember he... Remember he came in one week and said, oh, my wife's sick, so if uh, if she's got it, you've all got it. <laughs> Thanks, Brownie. Take it seriously. No, it was... Uh, it's, it's I had five days where I couldn't leave the house at all, so I really have empathy for people that have had to quarantine for 14 days. But More so, importantly, yeah. how did Jen go with you for five, five days just with you and her? Nah, she was, I reckon you could get under anybody's skin. You get under yeah. my skin sometimes. Well, you get stroppy. I do. You get stroppy. You, you, I admit that. You, you're setting your ways. You're, like a, you're like a 65-year-old man <laughs> who's setting his ways, who lifts his leg up the fart and all that sort of stuff. Now, Jen would have been flat with you. She was flat, and I was flat with Zoe because, geez, three-year-olds can leave some toys lying around, and <laughs> she just would not clean them up for me. I'm like, Zoe. It's funny, we... that. She's three. I know. Yeah, what? I just You've got to teach her to do I'm that. I'm sick of cleaning them up. So in that five-day period, I did a lot of cleaning up of toys yep. <laughs> just constantly. But the other thing, and the thing that disappointed me the most. So you don't do that normally? Like you leave that to Jen? No, you, I do, do do it, but occasionally. How you pull your weight around the house? I do. But when I leave the house at times, it gives me a break from cleaning up toys. But the one thing that disappointed me about my little quarantine period, Nathan, was that I succumbed to something I never thought I'd succumb to. Oh, what's that, Matt? And it was a reality TV show. So normally in the afternoon over this whole COVID period, I've been going for some exercise, take my daughter yep. Zoe out in the pram and have a walk around the street. But not being able to even leave the house, I found myself in that afternoon period getting sucked into the housewives of uh, Los Angeles. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. I wonder why, It actually sucked me in and I'm now a fan of the house. Really? Yeah, I am. Denise Richards and all that crew. Used to go out with Charlie Sheen. Used to be married yeah. to her. Is she, is yeah. she in it? She's in it now, yeah. Why? Who's she married to? Don't know who she's married to, but she's in it now. Yeah. Mm. Good, uh, very so I got sucked in. Wild things. I got sucked. Well, in. if she's in it, does she? I wonder if she would replicate the wild thing scene. They've hey. got their c- completely. If you reckon Brownie's not in touch with reality, <laughs> the desperate housewives <laughs> of Los Angeles are in touch with reality. That's ridiculous. You're hey, not. before we launch into the show, of course, a big thank you to our sponsors, Taylor Made. We still haven't got our clubs. It's not their fault. No. Not only have we not been able to, the Taylor Made clubs are selling so well that the country. Does not have any more of them left. When we do get back and we do get the golf clubs, where would you like to play? If, if us three go around, we're going to have a round. Yep. What is the best uh, golf I, course that, that, you, that you could potentially get on yourself? Well, there's a yep. Well, there's a few courses that you wouldn't be able to no, get on. Well, but what's the best course, course you've played you on? on to, how can you get on to Moona? Well, there's a little, and I'm hopefully that no one from Simon the, Marshall, uh, other team, no. Sportsman has a few medallion memberships now. Right. Medallion, then through there you can do you can pull a few uh, shifties. It's not exactly not entirely legal, but I, we'll, there, no. we'll get us on. And what at about Muna. you? What's the best you've played at? Uh, best course I've played. Um, at. Yeah. Google is my number one. I think uh, I think Kingston Heath's the best I've Ooh. played at. Yeah, so I haven't got on to. And I actually, when I was playing there, I was actually I felt embarrassed to be on there yeah. because my level of golf's not good. Myself, Spud, Clinton Casey, and Wayne Campbell caught Ooh. a chopper. 
to National Golf Course. Oh, that's nice. We got out. The old course? Yeah, we got out and uh, and everybody thought, who are these wankers? Oh, was that just, when just you Brownie were, and Cambo. Is that when you were holding Richmond to ransom? That's exactly when I was holding <laughs> Richmond to ransom. Hey, and also a big shout-out to a, a, a big listener of the show, a big fan of the show, a big fan of sports, but he gets around that stuff, Perry Collier, who sent us a message during the week that um, you know loves the show. He's doing it a little bit tough at the moment. He's, uh, he's going through chemo, but the show puts a smile on his oh, dial thanks, every man. single day. So good thanks work, to Perry. Perry. Good luck, mate. A big shout and good luck. Now, Brownie, Twitter isn't always the best place for you. No. It's not a good place for a lot of people. No. It gets aggressive, you know, it, doesn't it? does it, get aggressive. But I found, I found my one word. You've got uh, the, se- the week. I found a secret. <laughs> the he's secret not, to Twitter. He's not good at it. I he's found not. a secret. So I did footy classified last week and I gave Kane Corns a clip publicly for right. his handling. Oh, he bags Sam Walsh all the time, says that yep. he shouldn't have been the number one pick. So I clipped him on there. But then he's come back at me on the Sunday footy show and then I noticed he did footy classified the other night and he and Caroline Wilson both bagged the fact that the Carlton players chaired off Bryce Gibbs, which I had no problem with. I thought that was a great gesture. He's played at that club for a long time. And the tweet said, Caroline Wilson goes to town, she didn't like this, and Kane Corn agrees. So I just, sitting at home, I said, of course Kane Corns agrees. Oh. He, he hates Carlton um, and uh, he's a very half-empty sort of person. And you should have seen Did the Carlton support? people coming for it. I've never been called a hero so many times <laughs> in my life. People loved me and the yeah. hate for Kane Corns out there. I thought this is this could be something it's that with, I throw out there weekly. Yeah, just no, we, disagree with Kane Corns. And there's still 17 clubs I can go. And even Port Adelaide people probably hate him. Yes. So I think there's at least 18 clubs I can side with that Don't. would come with me. Don't and hate Kane Corns. Don't do it weekly, though. I reckon just hold it. Monthly? Yeah, monthly's enough. Did All you right. pick up followers? Uh, I didn't check the same you know, on there. Can, I, just, I want to back you up on that one. The, who cares if if uh, Bryce Gibbs gets chaired he's off great by... great mates. They're his great mates. He played most of his career there. And seriously, he's flogging a dead horse with the Rosie Walsh thing. Yep. Walsh has been really good this year, and I like Rosie as well. He's an excellent both player. Both great players. But they're different players, yeah. and they both could have been number one picks. But just let it go, can't no you? No need to if compare you're them. Correct, no. if, if you're in this state of play that we're currently going through and that you've got the time and effort to complain about or be concerned about that a mate, a, a footballer has been chaired off by two of his very good mates, two of the likes that he played a lot of footy with, and then you've, you've got to have I don't think he got a lot of support on that one. Well, and I also think the tide is starting to turn. Like, we know that what Kane Corns has done. We know that that's his, his role, he's played. But it's, people are so onto it now that it's just it, – they're not they're now not even taking what he's saying. But he's saying that. I'm mates with Kane. I like Kane. So I'm going to put that on the record. I've bagged him. We have a bit of fun. But I like Kane as a yeah. person. But you but don't have to agree with everything he says. No, and I don't think a lot of people do. Speaking of the chairing off, who chaired you boys off? Did you get chaired off? No. I, I think – and I'm going to be – people are going to say I'm an old fuddy-duddy here, but I, I no. think being chaired off – I think being chaired tell off me. the ground is reserved for 300 game players. What? 300. <laughs> You're yeah. kidding. Less than half percent of the people I don't that care. all played the game. That, that is why you get chaired off because, as you said, half a percent make it and you're the elite of the elite. Wait, so you're saying – Wait, are you you're being chaired off for your three hundred? So I I think there's two reasons to be chaired off for your three hundredth game, or if you're a retiring player that has played three hundred games. Oh, that is ridiculous. So someone like a Jason McCartney shouldn't have been chaired off. That's a different circumstance. <laughs> oh, you got holes oh, in your argument yeah. <laughs> already. And, and hang on, hang on. Hang on. Just, you didn't you didn't get chaired no, off get because. You did your hamstring, but you had every intention of playing no, I didn't. the next year but and you didn't 
retire to a game where they could cheer you off. Would no, that I be didn't. correct? No, I, ret- I got injured and retired. missed the rest of the season. I played 282, but I got injured in round five and I retired at the end of that year when I realised I couldn't play anymore because my league but was then gone. you did a lap of honour, yes? So a walk around. <laughs> oh, like a no, walk around Richo. In the suit. Not, not even a car, like a, but, a, a walking lap. Yeah, I did do what? a walk Like around. a Kerry Saxby walker. What, <laughs> would you, what would you do? What because, would you just high-five people? I did a lap round one the next year. Oh, right. oh okay to walk you the lap and not get cheered off by your mates. That was the club wanted me to do it. I didn't want to oh, do it. Oh, but they? Listen. What, they hold a gun to your head, what they? did I just say? I said you only get cheered off if you play 300. I did not get chaired around I the would MCG. Say, I walked around. I would argue walking around the MCG <laughs> by <laughs> yourself the next year is far no, worse I didn't, than being No, chair. I had 282 kids with me <laughs> to match my games. <laughs> <laughs> so... The, 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 the captain that you played most of your the captain that you played most of your career under Wayne Campbell didn't play three hundred games, so yeah. Wayne didn't deserve to be chaired off. No, he didn't this play three hundred games. Exists, these two hundred eighty-two little Oz kickers. Oh, right yes, it does. It was extraordinary. It was a real me, me, me moment. See, everyone thinks he's humble, but he's not. Have a look uh, at him. He's over there. He's like a, a cat who's been licking his own, I'm like a, cleaning himself over I'm there. Is that happy with I himself? I know that it was floggish. <laughs> I can't believe oh, That is going to do me. Hey, um, well, while we're speaking of retirements, the class, as it does normally this time of year, starting to build the 2020 retiring class. Yep. Yeah. This Very studio last week, I said that Ben Stratton should retire. Yep, they can't cheer him off, though. No, they can't. He's a captain captain of the club. Didn't even get to 200. Four-time premiership captain. Let alone 300. You can give a guard of honour. And Strats, I don't think he would want to be chaired off because he is a very humble person, Ben Stratton. And congratulations. He, as a uh, Hawthorne supporter, Hum, you must admire what he did. Certainly did. And in those premiership years, that's when So you're going to turn into BT and be one of those people that when – Someone He's runs out for a 200th game, right? You're not even allowed to have your kids if you've got kids out there. No, I you, didn't say you, you couldn't have your kids well, that's out where, on the that's ground. The, that's where you're heading. No, I'm not. I reckon it's great to take your kids out, and I would do that if I had kids when I was playing. But I'm all I'm saying, why can't you guys accept that I don't think you should be chaired off unless you've played 300 well, games? Well, your argument would have more weight if you didn't walk a lap the year <laughs> after with 282 kids <laughs> Fair enough. But there's some – some we should just pay. So we've got Cade Simpson. What a warrior he's yep. been. Um, Bryce Gibbs, it was great to see him. Ben Stratton, Paul Puopolo, um, Tommy Bell Chambers, Matty Cruiser and, and Connor McKenna's gone back. They're the retirees so far and they've all played a, a great part in our game. One man that they're not going to chair off for a number of reasons and certainly probably he's definitely not going to play 300 games is Mason Cox. Now, this is a man that is – I don't think it even thinks dividing the footy community, unless you're a Collingwood supporter. For a bloke that touches the pill three times a game, he's got a lot of confidence. He did he? play very well the other night. He did, but even if he's not playing well, do you, do you like? So you to don't see... like the confidence and the swagger. It's a very American thing. And I don't do you think, think he's he playing up to his, his roots? Do you think he's playing up to? I'm American. I'm a big man. This is the way we do it in America. I, I'm going to show a little bit of razzle dazzle here. And I think you know. I think a lot of us here in Australia, there is the tall poppy syndrome in Australia, and and he did show a bit the other night. He played well, and he did get in the face of his opponent. Do you think more people dislike Mason Cox than like him? Absolutely. Yep. But don't, he but doesn't conduct himself in the best I way. don't dislike he's him. Be, but he's being himself. He grew up in a different culture where, it's let's face it, their, their sport encourages that a lot more than our sport. Yeah, but do you think, is it a good look to be 
he'd be shit talking. If he was playing basketball in America, I don't think he'd be carrying on the way he's carrying on at the moment. You don't reckon? No, I think he'd be very respectful to over the players over there who are probably better than him. But, but over you, here, he's just being what he wants you know to what be. I, I, reckon, I don't see a huge problem with it. You've got to be very careful, though, I reckon. You've got to make sure you keep getting a kick. That's the most important Great. thing. Well, and do you think you'll get a kick this week? Well, it's a big game, playing Port Adelaide, one of the best defences in the comp. So big Tommy I, Jonas, I just these think, guys. I just think if you do that, you put yourself out there yep. and you've got to make sure that you perform each week. Something that has affected... Sorry, look at this. For those that are watching, I tried to print my lap, my laptop stuff, Brownie. So I tried to print the run sheet today, and I printed it on A3. Might need a new laptop, um. This is a brand newie. It's just it's got some teeth issues. Hey, um, you guys are commentators. You travel the normally in a normal world. You'll travel a normal year. You'll travel the, the, the country commentating because as commentators, the two of you, you're storytellers. Right, you're telling, you're presenting because we can watch on television, but you need to give something else that we can't see from the television. Hutchie said on the week during the week, footy classified. Footy classified. Now I'm a big fan of Hutch. You know that, despite him refusing to ever get a job or or, or acknowledge my existence. He said that he, uh, Caroline Wilson brought up that we need to make sure next year we go back to calling games from the ground because we're, we're just missing so much. It's very difficult. You guys will be mm. able to attest to it. Hutchie disagreed and said that it has been fantastic that people are calling the games from studios rather than travelling to the grounds. Mm. Now, the cynic in me will say that Hutchie is a businessman. He loves money. And that was Caro's. saving cash. And that was Caro's take, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Well, it's not fantastic that we're calling the games off the screen, but it's what has to be done to make sure that we can broadcast out at the moment. You don't see any other way around it. I don't think Hutchie's saying that it's a better production quality. I don't uh, don't think he's saying that he wants that to be the case moving forward. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He he thinks that it's it's been... I think as as a special comments doing the games... I think you have to be at the ground. And I know this year's got an asterisk because we have to be doing it from studios and it's finances and quarantine, all of that stuff. So I get that. But I think moving forward, I I think you need to be at the ground because when you're doing special comments, you need to be able to see the whole Mm. ground. You need to see what's unfolding. So look, I think when the game's back to normal and the the COVID situation's under control, Nate, I I think you have to be there. Yeah, and I'll give you a bit of an insight into actually calling play-by-play. So the special comments find it harder. I think the play-by-play, calling it off the screen, is a little bit easier. Player recognition, because all you're calling is pretty much what's on the screen. Player recognition on the screen, big time, is a lot easier to recognise players through the binoculars. And I think TV commentators and radio commentators at the moment would be making less mistakes on player recognition than what they do at the ground. But saying that, as a caller... You would no still better feeling like, yeah. than being at the ground. Yeah, yeah. and exactly. clearly the window that open, field, that smell of football. You still get that smell of football that uh, that you love. And just just like the players feed off the crowd and the adrenaline, well, the commentators yep. do as well. Have you guys ever been mistaken for someone else, namely on on Twitter or, for, or social media? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, once. What are you, are you yeah, you're referring to uh, Ryan Fitzgerald and I am. the Miami Old Dolphins Fitzy. quarterback? Brandon's this a big was fun. Of Fitzy. Now, this has happened a few times. He got caught. <clears throat> I actually haven't – I'll see if I can get the tweet up there. We had that Ryan, night out with Fitzy at the cargo bar that time. We did, yeah. Ryan <laughs> Fitzgerald, man. of course, from Nova. He was from Big Brother. Yeah, we all know him, to mate. Play, used to play yeah, footy nah. somewhere. People do know him. Now, hey, shut up. <laughs> he gets mistaken for the – Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is the quarterback for – The Dolphins. The Dolphins. Uh, so someone said, Fitzgerald, you suck. You need to be on the bench. Old ass scared of getting hit ass. What the fuck? 
WTF, guaranteed to throw a pick ass. <laughs> so he's responded with, F you, Julie. I give my everything for Miami. Football is my life. You don't know how, how hard it is carrying all that pressure for the team, plus those linebackers want to inflict pain, and that can really hurt. <laughs> so he's taken it and run with it. But it's that, pretty funny. It made me think, have you guys been – do you get mistaken ever? I do, Hummer, and it happens regularly. It's, all, it's happened for pretty much the last 15 years or since Twitter was introduced, but – Nathan Brown, who is a coach of an NRL right side, he was obviously yeah. coach of uh, St George. He went over to St Helens over in uh, in the oh. UK. He also coached Newcastle. Now, yeah. if, whenever they're going ordinary and they're losing <laughs> games, people go to Nathan Brown and they somehow come up with me and they give it to me. They say <laughs> you're, a, you're awful. Like they're swearing, like yeah. full on swearing, like that one. But the one that made me laugh once, and I, I kid you not, there's at least fifty or sixty of them after a game they lose, and and you think AFL fans are bad. These NRL big buffheads, they go really hard. They are, and it doesn't worry, I I laugh at it, but one of these guys actually said, you are a shit coach and you're going bald. That was the only (laughs) one that concerned me. So I wanted to let out, I said to Nathan Brown, the coach, mate, you need to get some finasteride, you need to thicken up on top. Speaking of finasteride, just before before we actually you, you finish. Oh no, there's a, there's a there's a comedian in the UK, uh, Matt Richardson, and he I think he hosts a show on Virgin Radio over there. I think a couple of times uh, someone sent some stuff through about him, yeah, about his jokes not being that funny. Hey, just quickly, I know we, we went we had I've got this on, on the on the run sheet, Brownie and Richo. What? I think Richo finasteride. I don't yep. talk because I shaved my head. Now I've always had a very thick head of hair. Always, you, you've commented, you've been envy of it for you know for, for, since you've known you, six years. I've shaved my head, and it's not growing back as quickly oh, cool. as I'd like. Well, how or, old are you now? Or I'm 33. I had a mate, Nige from Bendigo, who swears the time he shaved his head, he had thick hair before that, never grew <laughs> yeah, back properly. I, it's not growing back in some places as well, thick. Can, there's plenty of options. Okay, so that's right? what I said. So Would, I'm going to give you the tip. Yep. Okay, so I've, I've spoken about. Many, many times, it's called finasteride. You go to your doctor, you get a script for finasteride, you get five milligram tablets, right, and you get 30 of them. So this will do you for 120 days. You break them into quarters or you can get the one milligrams, but I like the extra 1.25. So, you know, you get a little bit extra. So you take one tablet a day and it stops your balding in its tracks. Yep. That's so what it's designed to do. So you won't get better, it just stops. But it does thicken up. As you're yeah. going to test to, Matthew, it thickens up. So... It doesn't – you don't get any more ball, but you have to take it for the rest of your life. And every this, day. This is like a homothetical. You have to take it because they say so you yeah. they say it falls out with interest if you stop taking yeah, it. But see, I, spoke, that's... I spoke to Dr. Rowan White who reckons that's a fallacy. If you get past normally 34, 35, 36 years of age – your balding pattern has gone by that stage. So oh, normally really? you've done all I your hair so loss close. by that stage. So if I you're in your so 40s. No, but what he's saying is if you stop it now and you I'm, take it for a couple of years, then you should be okay moving yeah. forward. Oh, so I don't need to take my whole life. So yeah. apparently you lose most of your hair between the ages of 18 to 24. So that's right. when it all starts. That's when the big clumps fall out. I'm def- It's definitely going like no, I'm you're it's, right. it's just, no, nah, you can see it at the front there. See how it's just getting Yeah. You've been spending gone. a lot of time in front of the mirror just oh, worrying mate. about well, it. Because, you? you know, my hair's been sort of – I haven't got a whole lot of other attributes <laughs> in my appearance. My hair's been my, my saving And there are some side effects, but um, we like, don't need to I don't, Am I going to grow hair on the palm of my hand? Nah, no, no. So they first started using finasteride on patients with cancer and that's how they realised that patients with don't, cancer were growing more mate, hair just, and that's where it started, oh, Matthew. Don't start wandering into medical stuff, mate. <laughs> 
you don't need a degree to, to part wisdom on medical science, Matthew. Uh, but he's given you some good advice. He is. I'm going to go get to Finasteride on Monday. I've already booked the appointment with the doc. Hey, um, just before we get on to what's doing your head in, Richo. Yes. We The last couple of weeks we've had a lifestyle section of the podcast. Yep. We don't have yep. one today. Yeah. But the late-night dining feedback was phenomenal. Yep. I copped it from pillar to post during the week because I said that uh, the – the Big Jack was better than the right. Big Mac. Yeah, no one agreed. No with. one agreed. But the the comments that you got on Twitter were fantastic. Yeah, we got we got a good response on yep. the. We put it up on Twitter and we had a lot of people from all over Australia with the, their late night dining. Nate, yep. I know you've been to this one. So plenty of people in Adelaide wanted to mention the pie cart with the upside down pie floaters. Just near the, the casino. Just there. near the casino. That was what's one. It, what's it upside down in? It's an upside peas. pea soup sort of thing. It's an Adelaide it's thing. It's weird, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They, they crush yeah. up peas and yeah. and then. Oh, that's like, like the palms do that mushy peas. It's like yeah. a pea and soup a and you put a pie on it. Put a pie floater. Um, shit. La- lamb on Chapel Street. Uh, the Suvlaki yep. place and Ligon Street got a lot of mentions. Uh, Hollywood Palace, Nathan Buckley joined in on the conversation. Bucks? Bucks said the steak sandwich at Hollywood Palace is the best. Yeah. Back in the 90s, a lot of people loved Mr. Squeeze on Turak Road. Uh, Stalactites in the city. Stalactites. Good for like, a, bit, a good brawl at Stalactites as well. Now, this one here, I don't even know the name of it, but a couple of people on my Twitter came back with, there's a kebab van on the corner of Sydney Road and O'Hay Street up in uh, Preston Way, Coburg, Preston way. Topolino's in St Kilda got a heap of mentions. The hot bread kitchen in Byron Bay. You know the pie? Yeah. Oh yeah, very good. Uh, the hot dog van outside 20th, 21st century nightclub in Frankston. <laughs> <laughs> that was from Simon Marshall. Yeah, it was, I reckon. And uh, down in Tassie, they reckon the place in Sandy Bay on Sandy Bay Road, Mykonos is the place to Mykon- go. Oh, I know. That's just yeah. near the um, just near the, the casino. casino. Rest point, There's another yeah. one there, the 24-hour bakery. At, okay. um, you know what we should the- do for next week? I think we need to get some people to send in their best fish and chips because it's hit and miss these days. Yeah, you go okay. to a fish and chip shop, okay. you yeah. can get soggy fish and chips, you can get fish, which is yeah. ordinary batter. So the best fish and chip shops yeah. around so like people it. can go and find them because fish and chips is a great meal. I love it. It is a good meal. Hey, what is uh, what is doing your head in this week, Richo? And it's doing my f***ing head in. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Is that actually my voice or not? No, I don't it's, think it from is. Famous, it's from the what famous it? coach spray. Oh, is it? Yeah. All right. Um, I'll tell you what. Culture dollars. <laughs> what's Jeez. doing my head in this week? And I've just been watching a lot of the games, obviously, over this COVID period where we've had footy on every night. And I just feel it's got to a point now, these rolling malls that we're all, you know, disappointed in, the congestion. I just think there's a simple solution to this. Nate, you you would have seen this, where players are piling on top of the ball, the ball's bobbling around under a heap of bodies, and they're waiting 10, 10, 15 They're waiting a long time at the moment. Because I think they're waiting for the ball to spill out or a player to punch. It's just ugly. They're waiting to pay for a kick as well, aren't they? It's ugly. It's ugly. I reckon as soon as two players go to ground and they're on top of the ball, just blow the whistle up immediately before you have four and five other players jumping on top. Blow the whistle immediately. Get rid of the ruck nomination. Throw the ball yep. up as quickly as you can. Don't let the players set up around the stoppage. And I think you find that's a simple solution to a big problem. Why, why can't okay. we do that? There's a big onus on the umpire to then get into that pack and get the Just ball grab quickly it. so he can. And if you watch, and you don't want to go back to the old days, but I think this is something simple that could potentially change the game without changing a heap of the rules and fabric. It's doing my head in. You do mention a lot of times, I don't want to go back to the old days. Yeah, you do. You seem to go back to the old days a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I do, don't I? All right, Trumpet Award next. <laughs> 
Trumpet Award time. Just a quick one. Are we going to extend the Trumpet Award to the final series? Of course yeah, we are. Yeah. Why not? Well, why not? Well, then it means it's not exactly entirely well, It's fair, not the Brownlow it? medal. No. No, which um, was last night revealed that it will be a digital <coughs> Brownlow yes. medal. This week, this year, Lockie Neal on 15, Tom Hawkins 10, Travis Boak on 9. Now, Travis Boak was on 0 last week. I did some recalculations. He's now on 9. Sam Menegola on 9. Toby Green on 9. Matt Rowe, despite not playing since round 6, is on 8. Well, for the worst, the Crows – no, sorry, the Giants on 9. The Crows on 8. Hawthorne on 7. Still side bottom on 6. The man who should not be named on 5. And Hummer on three. And there's a lot of on, there's a lot of people on three, two, and one. Obviously, yeah. We were told not to uh, not to mention any politics, Brownie. Oh, yeah. Hey, all right, Richo, take us away. We're starting with the best. Uh, best on. I give one vote to Caleb Daniel. His year just goes from better to better to better. He uh, is. <laughs> He was going to go better to worse, and then he changed. He goes better to better. I thought on the run there, didn't I? Uh, his year goes oh, from yeah. better to, to best. He had 28 disposals, 11 marks, um, the most touches he's had this year. Best he's, field kick in the game. He is. No, I agree with you. I gave two to Dylan Grimes. Uh, what a win that was by Richmond. It was set up by their defence. Grimes was outstanding. Got over to help on uh, Big Tomahawk and Tim Kelly. He was outstanding. Without the midfield, basically the whole midfield, he had the team on his back. Um, he was incredible. He certainly was, Matt. I gave one vote to Jack Rewalt. I thought that's the best he's looked. Obviously, Tom Lynch goes down. Four goals in a low-scoring performance. Jack Rewalt for one vote. Two votes to Jordan Dugowie. It's amazing how he comes back fresh and he looked every bit Jeez, the he champion. Fit, didn't he? He is. He kicked five goals the last time he came back, four goals. He's kicked nine goals in his last two games. It was a brilliant performance, again, in a low-scoring game. And I also gave three votes to Tim Kelly. Oh, okay. So Tim Kelly will go to eight votes then. So that's put him up on the leaderboard. Richo, the worst. Uh one to Nick Holman from the Gold Coast Suns. Just two actions late in the game. The Suns were playing really well. They had a chance to beat Collingwood. Look, we've all done it having a brain fade, but just playing on from one metre out um, and cost him a goal. And it, you just go back and kick it. You're in the goal square. Um, even I couldn't have missed it from there. Um, Johnny Warsfold, I gave two votes. Just probably just some of the things in the last few weeks that he said probably hasn't helped Essendon's cause. They're, they're struggling as it is, not winning games and... Yeah, it's just created a bit more publicity. And three to Carlton, but in particular, just their starts. In the last few games, you can't give up six or seven goal starts in shortened games, and it's hurt them. It's probably cost them a final spot. I agree. I agree. But I gave one vote to Woosher. I thought, okay. uh, for the same reasons, you know, confusing. I am confused. As the great Mickey Roberts said, I'm confused. So one vote to Woosher. Two votes to Kane Corns. What, what, what was that? Two votes to Kane Corns. Two votes you to Kane Corns. We've already been through Kane Corns, so two votes to him. Gee, you've given him a whack today. And three votes to St Kilda. If you're ever going to win a game to set up a finals, they're going to play finals anyway, but they? Yeah. when they had their starting midfield out West Coast, four of their engine room, and the Saints got in front and still couldn't beat them, I thought that was a pretty ordinary performance. Uh, my laptop is frozen, so I can't update the score. Well, you'll do it for next week. I'll do it for next week, but I'm pretty sure that will not change any of the worst on leaderboards and the best will certainly stay at the top going into the finals with Lockie Neal on 15. Could we have an early payout on Lockie Neal to win the Trumpet Award? Well, the, it is 
Locked tight at the top for the worst on Adelaide, GWS and Hawthorne. All right, let's have a look at this week's games. There's a few crackers and a few that will impact how the finals will shape up in a fortnight's time. Essendon versus Melbourne. Now, we're going to speak to a very, very important Melbourne fan shortly, but... This week, they're backed off the map, the Demons. 80% of the cash, they're into $1.50. The Bombers, $2.60. Can you see an upset here? No, I thought Melbourne were great last week against the Giants. It was one of the best games of the year because both teams scored pretty heavily. The Melbourne defence is rock solid at the moment with Stephen May and, and Jakey Lever down there. We know what their midfield can do. So uh, I think they'll get the job done and they have to get it done in a big way. They need to, to win pretty heavily and Paddy will tell us all about that, I'm sure. Yeah, they were very solid last week. That's the hardest I've seen Melbourne last mm. week. They were really good. I, I think the line of 11.5 interests me for the Demons to beat the Bombers. Saints versus the Giants. Now, the Saints, if they lose, they can fall out, can't they? they they'd, they'd need to lose by a bit, and Melbourne would have to have a massive win. Uh, they need the doggies. They need the, the doggies, doggies to lose as well. Yeah, they need the doggies to lose. But, yeah, this is an interesting game. Look, the Saints have got so much to play for. Even if the Giants had a big win, then they're just not going to get there. And Nor the, do they deserve to. They just, no, the Saints deserve to play finals more. And Zach Jones is a big out, though. Then It's going to be interesting. Do they bring Jake Carlisle back into the team? Do they bring Dan Hanabry back into the team? I think Carlisle should play. We know the Giants' forward line can click with the tools they have down there. So... I think the Saints will win, but it, it won't be a big win. Midfield battle, and as strange as it seems, that yeah, I don't rate the Giants' midfield because they haven't got the job done all year. Forward of the ball, they've kicked goals when they've been able to get inside 50, and I think their defensive six has been quite sound with yeah. Haynes and Shaw and Keefe and these guys. Uh, Core, who's not going to be there anymore. But for me, this game's won and lost in the midfield, and I think St Kilda have the better midfield or the more in-film, more consistent midfield at the moment. Is this the last time we see Jeremy Cameron in Giants colours? Well, he stated that he wants to stay, but I just can't see it happening now. Where will he go? Uh, gee, Colling would it be Kane, wouldn't Geelong it? Geelong are into him as well. He's a former Geelong boy. Mm. I don't rate him that much, just between you and I. Hey, we have <laughs> had... been pretty good. <laughs> Jeez, that's going to upset him. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be shattered that hey, you don't rate This him. has been a phenomenally unsuccessful campaign this year, of course. We said at the start of the year we're going to put a multi on every single week with all the winnings going to a footy club that's just struggling. Now... <clears throat> We're not yet ready to announce how this footy club can win it, but to be honest, it doesn't matter that much because we've only had one collect for five hundred and fifty dollars. That was the yeah. first week, oh, wasn't it? First week. Have not yeah, had one since. Five, five or six new Sharons for training. Yep. So we will announce at some stage, but this week, where are you going? I am going to go the Hawks to send off Poppy and their skipper Ben Stratton in style to beat the Sun. So I'm going to Mate, put Hawthorne in at two ten. Bet with your head. I am. Not your heart. This is my head and my heart. That's a perfect combination. No, it's not. You can't go wrong. It's a bad combination. When you mix your head with your heart, it always goes wrong. (laughs) So I'm going to go the Demons at the line against the Bombers. Oh, that's a good I think Tommy Hawkins to wrap up the Coleman medal and to kick more than three goals against the Swans. All right, so we put those together. Now, I've done a little bit of crafty work. I actually got your suggestions beforehand and I put them in. That will, 18 weeks. Weeks. That, that, that will give you $8.75. That's a good one, isn't it? So that's a nice one. 50 on that, that's, that rounds up to 450 dollars Now, earlier in the year, a big friend of the show, a big friend of Sportsbet, well, he works at Sportsbet, was Paddy. Now, he was in some footage early, a couple of years ago. In fact, it's how he got his job here at Sportsbet was that he went viral, bawling his eyes out one day, eating salt chips. He was the quintessential Melbourne fan. Grew up at he? Melbourne Grammar, but he loves, he, he loves his demons. So let's just have a look just to refresh your memory on who Big Paddy is. This is unbelievable. Oh. 
That is justice! So Pat the Crying D's fan. Now, Pat, he loves his demon so much so that at the start of the year, now this is before COVID when we had the beauty of sitting around the desk together just chatting to your colleagues, he came up and said, I'm so confident the D's are going to make the eight this year. I'll, I'll, I'm going to bet anyone who wants to bet $100 in, if the D's make the finals, you give me $100. If the D's don't, I'll give you $100. Now, he was so confident, he took that with nine sports bet staff, and then, Richo, when you heard of it, you jumped, jumped in. So yeah. it's good I'll, that it's come down to the last round. The though. very last round. So, Paddy Garshagan on the line. Paddy, you are very close to being a 1,000 smackers in the hole. Oh, g'day, gents. It's been an absolute roller coaster the whole time. I've had sleepless nights. I've had times that we've been thirty to make the eight. Times when we've been $5.50 and it's come down to the last bloody week and I'm crapping myself. So, Paddy, <laughs> I know you would have done the sums, mate. I know you would have done the sums. What's got to happen for the Ds to make it? Richard, I've done probably 500 ladder predictors over the last four months or four weeks. But this week, the Giants need to do us a favour on Friday night and roll the Saints. We need. You said they need to have a big margin difference. It only needs to be about 50 points. So oh, if the Giants win by 15, we'll have to beat the beat the, uh, beat the the Bombers by 35. So it's definitely doable, but to, it's tricky. But look, the... Uh, I the, think... The main thing we need is, is... We just lost Pat there for a minute. I think his best option is the Bulldogs losing to Fremantle yeah. and then the Demons winning. I'll tell you how weird... Paddy's right. Um, <laughs> last year when we went down to the polo down at Portsea, I got a, I got a ride with yeah. him in um, – in, in my boat. Incidentally enough, in we went down in his Range. It was his parents' Range Rover. Obviously, it's a, it's a thing for private school kids to get the Range Rover handed down. Uh, it was an older sort of Range Rover, but uh, nonetheless, it was a Range Rover. Yep. And he goes, we just got to drop off because we had to get changed. And he goes, I'm going to go to my mate's house to get changed. I said, oh, no problems. He goes, come in and get changed. I said, oh, that'll be good. So come in. I'm thinking that his mate lives down there. Um, so I've gone in and we've gone in and there is a family sitting in there having their breakfast with bacon and eggs. They've got three daughters there, right? And the, the daughters would have ranged between 17, 18 to 22, 23. And I walked in and they looked at me like I was an alien. I'd just come out of space and they're wondering why is this yeah. guy in our house with all my clothes ready to get changed. And then Pat goes... Oh, Brandy, this is uh, – you didn't even know who they were to oh, start with. And it was the most – I do awkward pretty well, but in doing. that situation, I felt that awkward. And Pat just went off into the room to get changed, left me there, oh. and I sat down with this family. What? They, offered me, they offered me bacon and eggs, <laughs> and I must admit, I had a little bit of bacon, but it was the most awkward. So, that, And then they just sat there eating their bacon and eggs, just staring, going, why is this – not middle-aged man sitting at our table and breakfast on a Sunday morning. Well, we've got Paddy back on the line. Yeah. Paddy, can you hear me? Yeah, it's, we've, it's, we've it's got tough you now. as Hades here to, 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 to get in touch with you. No, there's a bit. I don't know which one puts the most rhubarb on the stories here, whether it's Brownie, Richo, or Hummer. But geez, Brownie's put a put a lot of mayonnaise <laughs> on that story. I know, I know, I knew exactly who they were. It was very good. No, but the funny thing, if if we do make the finals, I just I just want to say when Hummer and I drive over to Perth for the prelim. The whole game, the first half, the Ds didn't score a point. I didn't get a chance to stand up out of my chair and cheer once. No. So if we do squeeze into the eight, we're going to Perth and the exact same thing's going to happen. So, 
Look, is it a price to pay a thousand bucks just to just to keep my my, my mental well being in check? I, I don't know, but look, it's tricky. We'll see what happens. Um, look, I'll, I'll be texting you for my bank details either way, but um, no, go days, and we'll we'll see what happens. What's but your I'm best nervous. on the horses this weekend, week. Pat? Say again. What's your best on the horses this weekend? Oh, look, I reckon. Um, uh, Superstorm's a bit of value at eleven bucks in the uh, in the Rupert Clark. Nice, hey Patty. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, mate. Just make sure one of your mates films you the entire game for this week. <laughs> well, this is this is a problem. Where can you watch the game? I've had to I've had to watch games at my girlfriend's house, and they're not they're not demons fans. So I had to watch that Fremantle car crash here. And you can't be yelling and, and swearing at the top of your lungs in front of your girlfriend's parents. No. Oh, so, develop a bit of a cough and say you need to isolate before that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, thanks for having me, boys. Thanks, Paddy. Yeah, Pat. Hey, that's it's a big feast or famine, isn't it? It's a it's a two thousand dollar turnaround for him. If they get any, he collects mm. a thousand bucks. If they don't, he loses the thousand dollars. So it is feast or famine. Personally, personally, I'd be I'm hoping that they don't lose because I don't like Melbourne. As you guys are very well aware, if you went to Scotch College, you either loved Melbourne or you hated them. When they sung the prelim, when they sung the theme song in the quadrangle after they made the two thousand grand final, oh, no. that was the moment in my life that I wanted to squash that footy club. Hey, Richo needs to rush off because he's he's off. Do you know where he's off to? No, an all Australian committee meeting. Oh yeah, and they all get there. Are, are these one you don't get paid do get, for? Do you get lunch? Like, are they catered? They don't even pay no. for it. Well, they have to not, pay for their own lunch. You've got to do it on Zoom, obviously, this year. So oh, it's a thankless task. But anyway, who's in there? Who's in the selection? I can't committee? do it. So why don't you do your team, and I'll take your team with me, and we'll see what happens. Okay, let's go through my team, Richo. Yep. From the back line, I'm going to go with Ryan. I'm going to go with Big Frothy's May at fullback, and Harris Andrews in the other back pocket. Caleb Daniel. Halfback, Jacob Wiedering, centre halfback, Nick Haynes on the other halfback flank. So the centre line is Menegola, Boak and Steele. Now, for the lack of small forwards, I've had to stack up my forward line with midfield type players who can kick goals. So the half forward line is Petrarca, Dixon, Dangerfield. The full forward line is Dustin Martin, Tom Hawkins and the only small forward I could find a spot for because they've been very inconsistent this year. I don't think Charlie Cameron deserves it. Nope. Happily doesn't deserve it. Nope. Butler's been a little bit inconsistent, yep. but I'll put Butler in because oh. he is first in the competition. Not only uh, he's been Tackles the, the inside num- 50. number one goal scorer this year for small forwards, but he has also been the number one tackler inside 50. Nat Newey in the ruck, Lockie Neal and Taylor Adams as the coach. Jack coach. Jack McRae on the bench, racks up the ball. Jonas, I think he's controlled that forward, uh, that defensive end of the power. Guthrie, who's sixth in the coaches' award at the moment, so that says how good of a season he's had. And Rodney Maynard on the halfback flank. Is he close, Richo? Richo's taking notes. I've got that team there, so we'll have a look at that once it comes out. Yeah, there's some obvious ones in there. Gee, you've gone tall in the back half, but let's see what happens. Hey. What about Rising Star? Have you done a Rising Star top five or is this one that slipped your mind? I, I feel like it did. That one slipped my mind. This is one of the things that annoys me about Nathan. We put out a WhatsApp message yeah. a few days ago. Give us your Rising Star yep. top five, Nathan. No. We have this giant four run- kids at home, Matt. I've got a lot of things to do when I'm at home. Well, and, and one of them should be your job. Mm. All right, well, well, I'm doing homeschooling all right, we're gonna as well. We're going to skip right ahead. To Mad Monday. Ooh. Now, Mad Monday is just going to be a little bit different. Be this very year. subdued be this year. Well, you know what's killing me? 
because Mad Monday, local footy, Mad Monday, Silly Sunday, Mad Monday is the reason you play footy. Yeah. And the other states, they've they've got on. They've they've played, yeah. so they've got their Mad Mondays going at the moment. But in Victoria, no Mad Mondays to speak of whatsoever. And so, the teams up in Queensland and even, won't even be if able you to did, do it. imagine what Mad Monday would be like now in Victoria. No, it'd be you know you'd ha- imagine having a social distance and just have like six of you just at there and have like staggered Mad Monday. Ne- next horrible. year's I knew it was fun. going badly in our last year in two thousand and nine, where they got us in on the Monday morning to have a meal before Mad Monday. That's yeah. when I thought nah, Mad Monday's dead for like, me. Uh, no, we, actually, the... we actually did a recovery session before it as well and then had a bit of lunch in the social club before they let us go to the pub to have a few beers. That's when I knew Mad Mondays were done. They are done. The yeah. Saints ruined it when they lit that dwarf on fire, didn't they? <laughs> they, they, they went a long way of ruining it, yes. But what about, can you, because we're not going to get any, and it's always fun, it's, it's great on the, uh, you're in the office and the photos start coming through through news, news.com and stuff I think like that's that. the thing about Mad Mondays now, they all get dressed up, so it provides a bit of entertainment for everyone. But I remember, I'll give you one quick Mad Monday story. Richmond always had their Mad Mondays at the London Tavern in, in Lenox oh, Street yep. there in Richmond. Lovely pub. Stone's throw from- Would it be uh, closed? Would they close Hunt the Road. pub for you? Uh, no, you'd have your few rusted on locals still in yeah. there and they'd enjoy having a laugh with all the boys. But I remember one Mad Monday, it was probably about four o'clock in the afternoon. You're starting to get a bit tired and irritable yeah, that's by that you, point yep, start, of yeah. the day. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in burst Tiggy Tiger in the full Tiggy Tiger outfit, okay, burst in with a fire extinguisher, one of those, and just sprayed the <laughs> pub completely with the fire extinguisher. <laughs> it all happened in about 30 seconds. Tiggy Tiger ran back out the door. Do you know all, who was it? We've got no idea. We still don't know who it is. <laughs> we're all standing there with just all that white stuff, the public, and he was wrapped, wasn't he? He would his, have been. Oh, geez, it was, it was One of my favourite memories was uh, when I was still at the Bulldogs. So we had some mates who crossed over. Ben Harrison at the Bulldogs, Wayne Campbell, obviously, then went to coach, I reckon, at both clubs. Anyway, we went to... The Swan one night, it was late, and we got the text message, come up to the Swan, all the Tigers boys are there. So there was me, Murph, Gia, Luke, Luke Darcy. Darcy. There was about eight of us who went to the Swan. So we've walked in, right? And we've we didn't walked know into Richmond's mad so, money. Yeah, what what, what was going to happen? What we're walking into, we walked in, every Richmond player, nude. Starkers in the pub. Not one skerrick of clothing on. You've got big Greg Stafford standing over there. Uh, Richo was there as well. Darren Gasper was there. You were there, Matthew. Everyone was. And we thought, what do we do here? So it it was one in all in. So everybody then else, (laughs) why are you shaking your head at me? I'm not sure this happened. This happened. But the funny thing was uh, Luke Darcy had a lit cigarette. He picked it up off the ground and flicked it. And as I've seen him flick it, it has gone twirled like this. The guy behind the bar was a guy called Danny McGrath and he was pouring the beers in Wayne's pub, which was Wayne's pub at the time. This cigarette has lodged in Danny McGrath's ear (laughs) and he's trying to get it out like that and that was the end of the night. Everybody got kicked out after that. Oh, can he? The, the mayonnaise that he's put on that story. <laughs> Everyone, is, what, why are we all naked? We though? weren't. I don't know why you even said that. <laughs> yes, you were. How? Why, How why good? would we be nude in a pub? Oh, there was no one there. It was a lock-in. <laughs> How good is the uh, is the Mad Monday? That is from ridiculous. the 1992 footage down the Footscray Mad Monday when Andy McGuire goes down there, and it's just the um, and I can't remember who the player is who's he's the his missus has kicked him out. And all of his stuff's been dropped off at the pub. She there. got it's, the furniture removal. Yeah, she, and the she's dumped it off all at the, at the pub. And it's just, it's just so they're sitting there. They've just got fish and chips mm. on the uh, on on the counter. They're just drinking beers from little pots and stuff. And it's just, it's just wholesome. Mm. It's just magnificent to see. Hey, uh, we're going to wrap up. Hypotheticals next. Nice. Oh. 
just gets I can me going categorically say that no one was nude inside a pub. <laughs> I cannot believe that what? you don't remember this. I don't remember. Maybe that. you've gone home. I might. I oh. might have been there. There you go. Was there a Barney after Darcy had done that? Uh, almost. <laughs> almost. Oh, he wouldn't I, have been happy, would he? A cigarette lodging in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> he was an already an angry man too, Danny McGrath. Made him even angry. All right, we've got to wrap up. But before we do, there's only one hypothetical this week. Now, this is one that I didn't look up on the internet. Oh, I, it, it came from – I was just ch- chatting to some mates on WhatsApp during the, the – I go to bed early, right? I go to bed at 9 o'clock, you know. Yeah. And I, said, I just said, I wonder what the most popular bedtime is. And then I thought, if you had to pick a bedtime – Right, this time you go to bed, this exact time every single night for the rest of the year, so the rest of your life. So right. you've got to go to bed every single, no, no matter if you've got work, if it's a weekend, if you're on holidays, it doesn't matter. You so have to go option. to bed. You've got to nominate at a time. This time you've got to nominate one time. What time would you nominate? And it has to work in with your. Yeah, so your if you've got schedule. work, if, you, right. if, you, if you're doing a, a night game, doesn't matter. You've got to go to bed. If you're at the nightclub, you've got to go to bed. Right. Eh? What time? Uh, would well, you I'd pick? say midnight for the rest of my life. That's because late. I still, no, but I've still got to be able to do the f- football. I, what else am I going to do? I don't have any skills. Yeah, but you're going to be a rep. So every night, that means you, you're going to be so tired if you go to bed. But I've, I've got to keep a job in football and I've got to work Maybe Friday and job. Saturday. No, no, well, I don't have – I just said I've got no skills. So I've, I've, no, my, you've got I'm, skills. You worked at ICV. That's right. I did sell car insurance. <laughs> Friday night, Saturday night, I've got to work till 11.30. I'm 15 minutes from the G, so I can be home. I've, I've got to be in bed by midnight. That's my time. I'm taking 11. Um, we're off here at 10.30. I can get home. 11. Yeah. I'm, that, that, you still get a good sleep then. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're not going to the pubs that late and stuff. Anymore. I'm, I'm going I'm going 11 o'clock. But that, that doesn't yeah. matter about the pubs because you just go a bit earlier, go mid-arvo and yeah. get home. But it's, you know, it, midnight is tough during the week. If you've got to get up for something at 6 in the well, morning, with, with kids you're going to be really tired. Young kids. And if you don't miss your, and if you miss your bedtime, you die. Well, I'd sacrifice a bit of sleep to have a job. <laughs> If you miss your bedtime. <laughs> That's how this hypothetical works. Right, so go you're going 11, I'm going 10.30, you're going midnight. 12. That will do us for this week. A big thank you to Taylor May, the US Open on this week. Yeah. There'll be a few of our the rough? counterparts. Oh, isn't it? Can you imagine what would happen to us hack, hack golfers yeah. playing that? It would be a disgrace. Good luck on the punt this weekend. Make sure you do give, gamble responsibly and... Keep sending those reviews in, a couple of good ones because the merchandise went out. And send in your favourite fish and chips around the country. And we're fully clothed. No, you (laughs) weren't. Gamble responsibly.